British ambulance the, coming around. Oh, the it's the police. Oh open man, up, open they up. came a long way to put me in the nut house. Oh. Hey, I'm gonna turn it into a real nut house after you put me in there. Um, <laughs> you know, they said they were gonna put in put me in a room of mattresses. You know, the least you could do is get get it to my exact sleep number. These things are stiff as hell. Um, uh-huh. Those are not the jokes I had lined up. Those are just riffs. So I wow. mean, compliments to me. Uh, uh, free. Did you know, Bennett? And this might come as a surprise. Just give me a moment to cook this one up. This may come as a surprise to you specifically, Bennett, because mm-hmm. because I'm going to start saying it that way. Um, see, there. Uh, did you know? <laughs> Uh-huh. Fucking thing won't suck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that one. What if instead, of, what if instead was... of Major Laser, it was Major Labia? And he just had a fucking... <laughs> there we go. Nice. Yeah. See, I'm. I, I'm. I'm. I've got some jokes here. That's a Sorry. Major Labia you got. Major Labia. Um, I don't know. I feel a little like slow on my feet once again. I got like four hours of sleep. As is. Uh, as is. Uh, it seems the new new constant. Oh, uh, I got I got a suggestion for you that I first tried last night. And they say, you know, you try something once and you could suggest it for the rest of your life. You lead a horse to water in this situation and he will suck your best friend's cock. Um my I I went to, I went to the doctor the other day and um she suggested to me that uh, I told her all my, I told her, Doc, I got, I got vampesia, I got, um, which is this type of vampir, vampirism local to Texas. Mm. I have um, vertigo. Bat city. No wonder. Bat city. Yeah. Fucking vampire <laughs> bats out there, buddy. Talk, talk yeah. about scary. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It's turning into, with this whole COVID situation, it's turning into night of living, walking dead. Oh, the way you see people walking around here, it's like, oh, wear your mask. Uh, something twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> have you um, have you seen any? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, really quickly, have you seen any sort of like um like anti mask type blowouts? I feel like you must have some uh some kind of stand your ground blowout uh, types out I in don't, Texas. I mean, yeah. I well, like one time I was at a convenience. Store. I was at a convenience store, and a guy said, uh, I have asthma. He was talking to the person who works at a convenience store. And so just conjure that image in your... Not a convenience store, but like a gas station convenience store. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, do you want me to die? I have asthma. Are, do you, are, you, is it, are you saying that you want me to die by wearing a mask because I won't be able to breathe? And the person behind the, de- the counter was just like... Uh, 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 he's like... Do you seriously want me dead? Because if uh-huh. I wear a mask, I will die because of my asthma. And everybody in the store just kind of looking at like the wall and like just uh-huh. looking at the ingredients <laughs> on the bags of chips in their hand. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Your friend is like fighting with their parents, or your friend oh, is like, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. is fighting. Yeah. And you're just um, like, oh. So 
that's the extent of that. I don't know otherwise. You were I'm talking sure. to your doctor about your uh, vampirism. Sorry. My vampirism uh, and my vampesia, it's called, actually. So mm. show a little grace and sensitivity okay. with my new condition. Um, the doctor said that don't... Just didn't mention that when she was recounting. But anyway, I said one thing I have trouble with is my sleep. S-L-E-E-P. It's uh-huh. the old thing that we all... It's like the old hunchback of Notre Dame of um, uh-huh. America. Right. And Sophie's Choice every night. Sophie's when I Choice. It's the... Um, it's the, the. I hear the new Supreme Justice is going to overturn... Um, hell, if she's got anything to say about the sleep that I'm getting, the lack of sleep that I'm getting, she's got my vote. Mm. Okay. And Sorry. she said, "Don't you don't have to apologize when my jokes don't land. It's okay." <laughs> Just reflexively like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> not this time." <laughs> well, maybe to someone in a few years, people are going to be coming back to these and saying yeah. he was onto something. He was ahead of his time. Sorry. <laughs> to make a long story short, again, you don't have to apologize for what. Oh, I mean more for. Uh, I mean more for I'm interrupting. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like you're like Boomhauer in the damn uh, the episode where they're a uh, fireman when he's reading the article about Camaros and he's stuck that in like, a paragraph for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking episode is so funny. It's the funniest one. Sorry. Um, uh, continue. Doctor says, Shane, I'm gonna ask you humbly to shut your fucking mouth and to take magnesium Ugh. as a sleep aid which I've never heard of and I've been taking every fucking wizard's fucking potion to go uh, to sleep including valerian root, chamomile melatonin and every combination in between every cocktail you could fucking think of in between those um, namely taking like 15 melatonin and like just hoping uh-huh. you die in your Just sleep. hoping for the best. Just yeah, hopefully I don't fucking wake up. Melatonin. I need to melatonin it down with that oh stuff. Oh my god. You oh. Bet. Hell, if there was a uh, if there was a um talk about a to- taking a tea break, you know. Um, I think I am actually getting addicted to this like generic Z-Quil from 7-Eleven because it oh, gives me such God. weird dreams. Oh, it's awesome. It gives me the weirdest, like creepiest dreams. And like it helps me fall asleep initially, but I still wake up like a hundred times. Yeah, and like yeah. true, like and like dreams, like d- dreams that are clearly like towing the line between like sleep paralysis. They're like taking place like in my room, like at this moment. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? You're just, just like bizarre, harrowing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I like yeah. it. I don't know. Like, but, if I'm, I mean, I'm going to be sleeping poorly anyway. It's like when me, Elliot used to eat, like, Stilton cheese before he went to sleep. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for that image. Um, the, I feel like that's, like, that is, like, dogs. Just like mentally when you, ill. Like, de- like, the worst grade of beef level of sleep. Like, just... Uh-huh the worst sleep you could possibly get just drugging yourself into sleep like that yeah i mean i think even like a, I, I, I think the drowsiness you get from a benadryl might be worse less satisfying sleep because that's yeah. something people do too it's like a, it's like a stale saltine uh-huh <laughs> i i don't know i should just get fucking what's it called the 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 Ambien. um yeah because those remember those commercials with the fucking butterfly the commercials that like looked like Lunesta. you were like hallucinating <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they know, it ta- seems like a I fun mean, time the fucking PR campaign for Ambien, the like, the like, I'm sure on the surface they have like a fucking commercial that's like, 
Ambien, it'll do you good. But then, like, the fucking, like, the team they got on Earwid to turn it into, like, a psychotropic uh-huh. and, like, put it into fucking, uh, that, what was that fucking, what's that director's name? Ansel Adams, uh, Ansel Mar- Court. the comedy, comedy guy. Judd Apatow, he he nestled Ambien into one of those movies. I think it was Knocked Up about how you like trip off of it. I think that's, I think Ambien itself paid for that to get mm-hmm. in. And that's a, yeah. just a little touch of what you're going to get on the premium episodes of this podcast <laughs> is me getting a little psycho, a little dark. Whoa. I, um, I don't know. As far as like, as far as like, um, and I guess it's, you know, as far as using um, pharmaceuticals in ways that are inconsistent with the instructions and the packaging, <laughs> I it's like the only way that any of us will ever get to pull one over on, like, a big industry like that. You know, why not? That's true. Um, yeah. I guess Just that's how I think about it. Every time you, like, dex, you're saying, hey, yeah, fuck you yeah. to the folks behind it's, Robotons. What is that called? Like a uh, hidden transcript <laughs> when you're, like, privately... It's like the most cocked way of, uh, I don't know, opposing the government. Um, it's like being a sovereign citizen, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm my own inside these walls. Buddy, between these four walls, I don't answer to nobody, right? <laughs> Except the walls, because they can uh. talk. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh-huh. That's all they say. You were thinking you were in a room full of mattresses, and all you could think of was um, honking off. I was in a room full of mattresses, and me, buddy, I'm, you know I'm jumping on those things. Hooey! <laughs> um, Remember hearing that circle. as a kid, and then just be, that's a good fucking bring, bring it back around. Um, back to Papa in the parlance of NBA Street, they call that one. <laughs> Is that when you bounce it off somebody's head? <laughs> You ba- I think either that. Nah, or it's called off the off easy. The, I think that's off the backboard. Off the easy, yeah. yeah, it's off the backboard. Remember that game, and then kids would try to pull those tricks in real life and just Do throw I? the ball at you. <laughs> God, oh, get hit in the face and shit. Yeah, just people in contact. Jesus. I remember the one time. I remember the one time I tried to ghost ride the whip. Um, with like, and you can imagine how this went with like monk and bot, and I literally didn't get a fucking step before just completely going ass over tea kettle and like rolling down the street. They almost ran me over. <laughs> But Mocha's just like, you yeah, were never doing that again. Oh my god. I lost a fucking shoe. It was so horrible. <laughs> not doing, just like the, fucking, oh not doing the private calculation of like ground moving, car moving. Oh yeah, no, no. I I, I went down like stock still, like not moving my legs at all. Just straight into the ground. You oh, it was so them. bad. Yeah. Um, it's like gravity, dude. It's gonna fuck. I've I, I, I got momentum. Shut the fuck up, dude. I'm ghost riding. <laughs> I, it was truly, I thought, yeah, just like adrenaline was gonna help me out there. Yeah. That I would be yeah, able yeah. to figure just it out. The, so awful. The, the vibe you're riding on was gonna, was gonna uh, <laughs> raise you up on angels' wings. Um, speaking of vibes, and speaking of um, going just fu- going uh, going psychotropic mode, going sicko mode. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things. I mean, we've been um, we've been recording episodes, I guess, every week. Fans are complaining, saying they're not seeing them in their uh, in their feeds on on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Apple Pie. I don't know. That's I'm not a, I'm not a computer whiz, um, so I don't know what to tell you there. The episodes, yeah, you know, must have just gotten lost in the mail, like the like the wedding invitation for all my good friends, similarly lost in the mail. So before you start complaining about 
Missing episodes. <laughs> Why don't you take a look deep inside? Yeah, so we've already covered um, that I'm uh, that, that I now uh, you know I know what you're thinking. Oh, he's talking about weed. Is he talking about breaking the law? No, 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 buddy. I'm smoking overpriced legal weed now. It's... Smoking the law. Smoking oh, the law. Smoking the law. Um, so I did something today that I said I would never do. Um, this as you man, probably heard, but. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Keep go- uh, just go off. I mean, yeah. As we've, if you if you follow me on social media or if you listen to the podcast, you know that like a certain there's a phrase I like to use that's just shorthand for like a dumb idea or like uh-huh. a dumb thing you might believe or like a, just a waste of money. A generally, like, any any like bad endeavor I can usually label as a quote sixty dollar eighth. Now, the the Pennsylvania medical marijuana program is such that at least you know where I live is such that. <laughs> Oftentimes, you're between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Mm. And by rock and a hard place, mm. I mean going two days without smoking weed or spending sixty <laughs> plus dollars on, uh, you know, what, what we might call nug, uh, what they call flower, right. you know, uh, uh, combustible uh, 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 marijuana product. Right. Um, so today I spent seventy dollars, and this comes. It comes in a black box that said reserve, and the most involved of the containers that I've yet seen. Truly, uh-huh. I think this is the extra like ten bucks. Is it like it's, it can't be cheap to mass produce these? It's it like a fucking mason jar. Like, yeah, it looks pretty expensive. It's like a double walled glass. You could use. You could probably throw it at a um, uh, um, store window. Store window. You could loot with that thing. It looks yeah. kind of like something you'd get at the pokemon store and or the at the uh nintendo store in like new york or something um yeah i mean it looks like a pokemon item like it looks like it would come out of those little one of those little like crank uh gumball machine type things and you would open it up and it would have like i don't know some like pokemon chow or something it's funny that like uh i think there was some some asshole said like when you get older you're like it's like the same thing as as the gumball machine. Is that the the container that it was in in the gumball machine was like just like that the homies came in were just as exciting, uh-huh. and we grow up. It's it's just a little bit more dressed up, but the same uh-huh. kind of same kind of feeling. Cool it's the package. Uh huh. Yeah, and I don't inside. know. I, I... I'm someone who makes fun of, like, nostalgia and, and people who engage in it and, like, peddle it. But, you know, here I am, just feeling like a kid again, smoking $70 AIDS. <laughs> and, that, and that really is, like, um, a bla- that is, like, going back in time. That is, like, kind of um, being in, like, what what would you say, like, 2010, 2011 again? Yeah, um, it actually mm-hmm. makes it better because the value of your high is, mm-hmm. to you, actually much more important. Exactly. Yes. Think about like the deva- Yeah. Think about your time. Think about what your time is worth. And it's actually it's important that they short you on that eighth in order uh, to recreate uh, that experience exactly. of the past. It's crazy that it's more expensive, but also like that is so indicative of just Pennsylvania as a whole. Of like uh-huh. you're never gonna get what you need. 
and uh-huh. if it if there's anything good happening, it you you better bet you're shelling out for uh-huh. it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that like an arm of, of of healthcare would be like overpriced and kind of Byzantine. I mean, you know, not not good. Um, and right. obviously, this is sort of like a tertiary arm of the whole thing. But yeah, it's it's thoroughly unsurprising that there are so many options for like hundred dollar aids. <laughs> Like, so oh, is man. there like flour? Is that is flour being like reintroduced now? Because I know it was gone for a while. It um, I think when the program first started, there was no flour. Um, it, it, in my experience, it what's it's what tends to be in the shortest supply. Um, mm. and I, I that's partially just because like there's only like it, it's only like one type of product, whereas like these extracts and shit, the same company can like you know constantly be pumping out like ten different flavors of like ten different kinds of cartridge, right? Whereas Ooh, like I don't wow. know. I- I don't know. I feel Ooh, like flour wow, is sort of a I, a lower yield. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, no. Getting into like the weed politics, like conversations on the Reddit, is so interesting. Boy, these people like think I'm a loser. Damn. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there was a ceiling to the discussion back in the day when it wasn't legal, but now it's like uh, I know certain people that are like, oh, like uh, like they didn't start smoking until it was legal. Which fuck you. Um, but there's got to be a whole new realm of people that are like, I do this for my eyesight, but, um, there's a certain self-righteousness on the subreddit when people, uh, like when people, when people are really disdainful of certain products and someone comments like, who gives a fuck? People are often like, if, if you're using this for your, 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 your yeah, yeah, then you should give a <laughs> shit about this too. And like, fair, but like, uh, everybody needs, I think we... I don't know. It's like unless they gave you like poison, I feel like there's no reason to really be like going on the Reddit and like fucking <laughs> taking people to task, right? Unless yeah, it like yeah. made you ill or like fucking killed you. Um, it's pretty wild that like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like for if you're ta- if you're you have a sickness and you need a fucking B vitamin, you're just gonna go to the store and get fucking nature made whatever fucking bullshit B vitamin with tons of filler and shit. But this opens up the gate that you might have like a lower quality medicine for like a sickness that you have and you're like all picky about it and then you get like it's like involved in your sense of health and shit and like Mm -hmm. it's tied up in this imperfect plant product that is like sold by these like fucking weird ass institutions. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's all pretty like shadowy and like frightening. I bet if I if I if I, if I looked under the uh, the rock, so to speak, like the fucking like weed entrepreneurs. I know like what's his name? Like John Boehner, I think is like a weed entrepreneur now. Holy former shit. like speaker of the house. Yeah, remember that guy? Remember how like it looks like his name is pronounced Boner? Boner, uh, yeah. Yeah, people had a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> bah, me specifically. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Ah uh, yes. Oh man. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> Um, there I'm was sure you've a, seen that, uh... there's like weed lobbyists that would come into the bar that I used to work at Ugh. and they're just like, like all the lobbyists would come into the bar that I worked at, which is like, um, horrible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, there, I like, they would, these specific guys were like specific weed lobbyists and like, they were like on the good side, but I would overhear their conversations and it's all about just like changing the wording to like health focused like chemical like only the chemical and and because texas is so just not on that track that like introducing the most like minor steps towards like 
0.1% of THC in like a pill that does not have any branding with like white powder in it. Like that's like the extent of like the weed revolution in Texas. The guys that are like the backbone to it. Once you hear those people talk like lobbyists, it's just like, uh, I don't uh, really have a say in anything that happens. Hearing them, hearing them brainstorm the lingo that's going to sell guys with big belt buckles on weed. Actually, and then yeah. and then going over to the guy with a big belt buckle at the end, other end of the bar, and he's like, "Is there a bucket I could piss into?" <laughs> Excuse me, I've had to hear these weed lobbyists talking. Do you have a bucket I could throw up into? <laughs> Uh, sorry to sorry to stereotype the entire state of Texas. Um, no, that's actually what it's like. That's exactly what everybody is is exact, exactly like, and I'm using the word exactly correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of Texas and and getting really high, a movie I watched recently that I think uh, I think you'd like, uh, kind of an Austin time capsule. Uh, Toby what? Hooper's uh, Toby Hooper's Eggshells. Um, I don't know, a movie that I hesitated to watch because something about both the title and the color palette of the poster made me think about, like, when glasses at a restaurant kind of smell like eggs, you know? Ew! Uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think the most disgusting, like, phenomenon in the world. But um, it's really good. It's just about a bunch of sort of, like, wacky um, stoners who live in, like, a co-op in Austin that there's maybe, like, some sort of, like, mystical uh, power behind. Um, <laughs> oh, really good. And it's got a little of everything. It's got, like, stop motion. It's got um, nice. uh, all sorts of wild stuff. It's got kind of, like, brackage in sequences. Um, and the first ten minutes are just kind of, like, um, like fly-on-the-wall type stuff at, like, a Vietnam protest through uh, downtown Austin. Um, so you get to see a lot of, um, you That's know, the city cool. as it was in uh, 68 and uh, 69. Highly recommend it, in 60s. What? Highly recommend I, it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have given it guff. It's like you know when people talk about like, oh, you know, hanging out with people who are like, hi, man, it sucks. It's like the least interesting thing in the world. It's like you know, people compare that to like people telling you about their dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're if you're if you're this sort of person, you know, get some get some electronic weed, uh, vape <laughs> out, maybe get a little bit of that Dick Simpson oil, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, have yourself a time with eggshells. I think you'll uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's a kind of, hey, uh-huh, does it stink in there, uh-huh situation. I still have no idea what that's from. Is it the, the Little Rascals? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen that movie. I've told you how much I love, uh, hey, my mom's it? here. No, the only whoopee. line I remember from that is, whoopee. And I remember the note he writes to Darla. That's about it. Where he calls Dear her, like, the Darla, scum between his toes I hate and shit. your stinking guts. Yeah, you I remember that, of course. You vomit. You're scum between my toes. For some reason, I feel like that might be directed by an actor. There's a movie we could talk about one day. Um, yeah, it's probably directed by Whoopi Goldberg. No, actually, it might be Penelope Spheris, Um Who Who the fuck is that? So she did the um, Decline of Western Civilization movies. Um, they're like these uh, like music documentaries that are really, really good. I've only seen the first two. I know the third mm. one is way more recent. Um, but she did like, Black Sheep and Wayne's World. Oh, yeah, yeah she did do Little Rascals. Good call. She she graduated. She I think she's admitted. She calls it selling out. She like graduated to making kind of like big studio comedy. She did like the Beverly Hillbillies. Um, oh my god! What is this movie? The Kid and I with Tom Arnold. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Remember Disney's The Kid with um, Bruce Willis. Uh. I think it's got no. the. Ki- I think it's got the 
kid from oh um, with yes yes i remember because in blockbuster it had kind of i remember the cover from blockbuster it was like a tan thing is a fat little kid kind of looked like uh beans was it beans no it's either it's either the kid from two and a half men or the kid from um the santa claus he talks like this bruce <laughs> willis the kid, the kid from Cat in the Hat. It's it's either the brother from Cat in the Hat. It is or the, the brother from, from Cat. Is it? Hat, I think. Okay, yeah. I believe I believe sibling of other uh, child actor Abigail Breslin. Yeah, I I, I hate it. I, I I in general, even as a kid, I never liked movie kids. I think he in particular, not to like shit on a child actor, and I'm sure you know. I, hey, I hope he's doing well. But yeah, no, right. I, well, All he the was best. he was he was not a, he was not one for me that would endear me to a movie. I was more of no um, no 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 more of a uh, Anna Paquin, I guess. Uh, sort of a sort of a movie fan <laughs> fly away home classic stuff fly away home <laughs> ducks that might be where you got your like tony soprano level duck uh-huh. i kind of think it might be actually I, i'm sure if i watched that movie today it would make me fucking ball my eyes out it's uh, I, I think people like i think people think that movie holds up i believe it's shot by um caleb de chanel who shot um uh, passion of the christ uh we talked about him a little bit caleb d <laughs> uh father of uh zoe and emily as if we're talking about uh famous families uh emily all right all right on, uh, tv's bones bones bennett did you see um carpool with tom arnold no i don't know that i've ever seen a movie with tom arnold in it um Carpool was a staple in my house for some reason, and it had Wipeout as one of the main songs. No, that's not that one. Um, which one's Wipeout? I know it's the one that has the creepy guy laughing and saying, Wipeout! But like, what is that? I think it's that song. It's a freaky um, movie. Kind of... I don't know. He's an odd character in the history of entertainment. One of the more interesting yeah. ones to me. Remember There's that, one... like go ahead sorry remember that like month-long period where he was constantly like floating the idea that he had all these like damning tapes about donald trump on the set of the apprentice and would just constantly be like i don't want to i don't want to threaten my career i don't want to threaten my career i'm not gonna just release Tom these Arnold, like, are you the joke writes itself me? right <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck and then he just never dropped them no yeah I, 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 ostensibly he still is just sitting on all of these like incriminating tapes which like I guess that I guess the theory was that it was like him using like the N word and like other racial slurs, but like I don't know. I mean, I think we're so far past the point where like any recording of him doing anything would like you know disendear him to people who are going to vote for him anyway, right? Um, sorry to get a... had to get political for a second there, folks. Uh, you know, uh, it's hard not to these days <laughs> when um, we got <coughs> a Cheeto in the White House. There you go. And you know how to bring it home. Yeah, I've been listening to um, a new podcast, The West Wing Thing. That's like a, it's uh, the screenwriter Josh Olson and um, another guy whose name I can't remember. Um, they it, they go through the West Wing episode by episode and just like kind of shit on it. But they they also are like willing to acknowledge when it like works as TV. So it's I don't know. It's a good uh, it's a good take on probably a show that I will never watch that I think is probably um, I don't know had a more negative impact in our lifetime than any other piece of popular culture. Wouldn't you say? Besides maybe Harry Potter right yeah um bennett james corden um speaking of pop culture uh, he is my favorite um comedian he's like notably not a comedian i think it was like really controversial when he um became the host of the yeah does he have a does he have a special no i mean i think he's just like an actor 
He's just fat. So he's like playing uh, a talk show host every night, basically. It's sort of oh. bit, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's like a bit. I don't think it's at all meta. But I mean, that 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 is you know one read on why that's an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly an interesting situation. My favorite comedian is probably uh, I just got to go with the classics. Got to go with Bobcat Goldthwait. The stuff yeah. that was a staple in your house is so interesting to me. That Bobcat Goldthwait special. Some movie called like what, this movie with Tom Arnold that I've never even heard of. Uh, what other the what Bobcat other Goldthwait special? I don't think that was a staple in my house. Oh, I don't know. I just I, you the way you knew that this one guy from those Ron Howard movies looked so much like Bobcat Goldthwait. The fact that that was like at the top <laughs> of your head, I assumed it was something that you watched. I don't know, at least a couple uh, times. Yeah. No. Yeah. We have a strange locus, <laughs> a strange matrix of, from which to view the world. I think that's kind of what being from Pennsylvania is like. You're not really from anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I think I wish I lived in any other state, honestly, especially in November of 2020. I got to be honest. I guess it's not November yet. Folks, it's it's November 1st, 2020. Um, it's actually Christmas Day. It's December 25th, 2020, folks. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like um, they're kind of like clearing the way for it to be Florida in 2000 uh, here in Pennsylvania. So okay yeah it's in great. the year 2000 <laughs> well you know the, the recount nonsense and the, oh, the courts gotcha, deciding gotcha. The the i thought you just meant um the fun relaxed atmosphere that oh just the kind of laid back vibes no pennsylvania is i think one of the least laid back states the philadelphia is a, a city with a lot of agita i mean it might yeah. be like the angriest uh most like bitter city on the planet and then you got like coal country i can't imagine is like a light-hearted sort of a place and then no, you know yeah. pittsburgh yeah, steel town also kind of Pittsburgh. I don't know. Yeah, strikes me as sort of uh you know, not, again, not not exactly like happy go lucky. I feel like people in Erie are probably so pleased. Yeah, it might be nice to live on a like a Great Lake, I guess, yeah. Great Lake, but it's damn cold. Damn, dude. What's so great about this lake? I say uh to my uh <laughs> to my wife and child as they yeah. jump off Niagara Falls to get away from me. <laughs> As you're as you're watching ten lake ten lakes on your phone or what is it not eight uh, lakes? thirteen lakes thirteen lakes on your phone. The, hey, this thirteen lakes is uh, I wouldn't call there's nothing unlucky about these thirteen lakes. <laughs> Found it. Found the joke. Excellent. I'm like a fucking I'm like a truffle pig like with jokes. I just sort of I, just, yeah. I sniff around and eventually you know it's not going to be pretty. You're gonna get Listen, dirt on your pants, but it is gonna you know, be it's gonna work. Fungus <laughs> and it's covered in dirt. I gotta be honest. I find truffle like I find that flavoring revolting. Really? I don't think it's revolting. <laughs> I think it's kind of like smelling your own armpits or something. Yeah, I don't, it's just yeah. I, I guess there's nothing else like it, which makes it sort of interesting. But uh, I don't know. Not for me. Have you had morel mushrooms? That's another one of those like specialty foods. I have not tried them before. <sighs> In a dish, I think, but I've never prepared them, certainly. They look like a brain. Um, yeah, they look gross, and you have to, like, rehydrate them and shit, usually. They look um, like um, the aliens from uh, Cocoon. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good comparison. Uh, did you know Robert Zemeckis was supposed to direct Cocoon and got fired? Sort of interesting, isn't it? Ron Howard's been doing cleanup jobs since the early <laughs> days of his career, I guess. Ever since, uh, yeah, right from the beginning, he's been uh, he's been picking up the pieces. Uh, he's always been a a scab, I guess, is really right. the, yeah. the long and short of it. Um, oh yeah, so he's he's in the news, Ron Howard. That's kind of a timely thing for the podcast. He is directing a um, 
uh, an adaptation of the biography of Lang Lang, the um, Chinese classical pianist. Um, Folks may remember him from the 2008 Olympics. Uh, I don't know, one of those people who's kind of everywhere. I feel like he's always performing at the Grammys. They do Olympics in the piano? Well, like at the opening ceremony. I'm pretty sure he was one of the featured people. Oh, okay. He's like he's one of those people who's like everywhere at every like benefit type concert. You know how like Yo Yo Ma is the world's only cellist. Like if right. there's some event, he is there. Like how they always say in the best show, like rock's only drummer Dave Grohl. Like I think like <laughs> Lang Lang in a certain sense, at least for a long time in the mid aughts, I remember seeing him all the time. Was like the world's only pianist. You know, like he would just be fucking everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And he would only play. And I remember he was always playing. I remember him like Grammys playing like Rhapsody in Blue because that's of course also the only piano the piece. Only that's piano also. Uh huh. Right. Um, but. <clears throat> Yeah, Ron Howard, um, obviously not a uh, not a Chinese person, um, <laughs> not 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 Asian at all. He could be. Um, I I mean, he's like he's. I think he's decidedly not Chinese looking. You ever seen a Chinese person with red hair? I don't know. I I guess I I'm gonna put a eighty percent no. He's not Chinese. I just off the top of my head, yeah, Howard. I don't know. Um, right, right. He, I mean, I don't know. Like, and Ron Howard has directed movies about sort of his his. Um, his lineage. He did Far and Away, obviously, about kind of um, the Irish immigrant experience. But it's understandably been a little bit controversial from the looks of it. I mean, it might be like the another Lang, one of these Lang things where movie. it just kind of. Well, the fact that Ron Howard is attached and. Uh, um, yeah, it doesn't even seem like they asked. Uh, it doesn't seem like they shopped around maybe for like a better right, fit of a director right, either. Right. Um, it seems like. I Ron Howard seized up the rights. There's a, there's a, it's a room full of executives and they're like, well, who can we get to direct it? And Ron Howard's the only director in the room. He's like, mm. and they're mm-hmm. like, well, probably maybe a Chinese person. He's like, I'm right here. I'm right here. I do he, all the geniuses. He is kind of like, um, Hollywood's only director in respect to like every time some bestseller like that is getting adapted. He's among the first like, names that gets floated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. I was just going to say like. I think ever since, I was thinking about this recently, ever since um, A Beautiful Mind, he's very quick to jump on anything that features a genius in order to replace the idea that you actually have to be smart to make the movie. If you just make the mm-hmm. subject matter a genius, it actually takes out all the work for you to mm-hmm. make it a movie that's at all interesting. or Right. <laughs> that, is, that is really interesting. That somebody who is so like, and again, like he obviously like he's had a forty year long career because he gets movies done on time and under budget. But he's mm-hmm. someone who is so decidedly not a genius. Like he's the definition of right. like a workman like director, and he's yeah. so fascinated by just sort of the upper just echelons genius. of like artistic thought and stuff. It's but he doesn't seem to have any like any inkling of like even the small things that make a person smart. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, he certainly fumbles the ball with A Beautiful Mind and its depiction of, of genius. <laughs> um, I haven't seen any of the seasons of, um, I haven't genius, either. the TV show. I know they're about Einstein, uh, I'm gonna Picasso. guess that, uh, I, I have a feeling that Ron Howard thinks genius comes from a mixture of, uh, superhuman brain power that you get when you're born and a, and a happy mix of situations that you're in when you're young. Uh huh. Just kind of yeah, just right place, right time type stuff. I know the new season is about Aretha Franklin. Uh, other uh, speaking of material that I don't know seems an odd fit for uh, Ron Howard. Uh, I, I, I was thinking though, if this ends he's, up actually, he's an he's a historian. He loves music. I guess yeah, you're right. That that's his connection to this material. It's, he loves history. He has done I guess two documentaries about three documentaries about music now. Now that I think about it, 
Um, wow, rock and roll. Oh, he loves yeah. the band. That oh, classic music history. The Yo. band. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I've never seen all of The Last Waltz. I keep meaning to, and then I remember, like, oh. I don't want to listen to the band for two and a half hours. Yeah, you kind of like, got to do that. You kind of got to be bought into that. I mean, I know it's a lot of other people. Like, I love the Morris, uh, Van Morrison performance, obviously. I think Van Morrison wrote a song about... Um, not masking up and like not believing the virus is going on <laughs> pretty sure i saw that uh floating on twitter oh okay. oh sorry but uh, to return to another controversy if um yeah i think if this has staying power and if i don't know if like ron howard is like shamed into like quitting the the, the project or something it could affect glenn close's oscar chances <gasps> at this year's oh, academy no! awards well okay stop I, 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 I like reading about these sort of things i think that's such an interesting question to ponder i'm terrified um, I'm yeah, genuinely so, scared for her career. Um, and it also sounds like the book he's adapting, Hillbilly Elegy, is like quite controversial for just being like, I don't know, this like it sounds like it's just kind of like a guy ranting about like white trash. Um, I, and like really the more being, like, I really read about prescriptive. it, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. The more I read about it, the less I understand about what the fuck it is. I don't know. It just sounds like from from, from this. It sounds like it's like really like prescriptive. Like it's him really like. I don't know, trying to, like, diagnose, uh, oh, uh God. The, like, what's wrong with, like, the, the, you know, white lower class. Um, it's gonna be, like, uh... Sounds condescending. <laughs> American Dharma, but with none of the, uh, uh... I feel like, um... What's that director? Oh, uh, Errol Morris. I, th- Errol I thought American Morris. Dharma was really underrated, I gotta say. I, I didn't see it. I wanna see it. But his other ones about Donald Rumsfeld and shit... You it's know, you suck. really, I, you really wouldn't know. Like, just it. I feel like it's it's perfect for uh, New York Times readers because they're just like, oh, like you really see in the mind, and it's like without a, you know, there's no twist on it. But he really doesn't insert any any commentary on how evil these people are. Um, I like the. I, I haven't seen it in over a decade. I remember liking the McNamara movie, but I think the Rumsfeld movie sucks. It's really just kind of like uncritical and just, just like letting lets him talk. just kind of do his like fucking like rhetorical dances. I like the Bannon one though, because the Bannon one like it's again like it got charged for being kind of uncritical, but I think it's way more critical than the Rumsfeld one. And like it's just a good example of like giving him enough rope to hang himself. Like you really see how grandiose a guy Steve Bannon is. Like I don't know, he like he uses all these like clips from movies that he likes to like talk about, like really talks about himself as if he's like the protagonist in a film. Mm. It's I don't know, it's like harrowing stuff. Um, you know, he like, uh, I'm going to not say it, but back to what I was saying about magnesium, definitely worth trying as a sleep aid. Oh, it works. 250 milligrams of magnesium citrate. Try it out. Ooh. Isn't that, well, what is the, um, the laxative that tastes like soda called? Isn't that called like magnesium citrate? Magnesium citrate does have a side effect of have, giving you diarrhea, which is a double win for you. Uh, yes. As we've talked about before, I don't consider that a side effect. I consider that a <laughs> bonus, a freebie. A bonus of, yeah, if, if it helps me sleep, good. As long as I don't shit the bed, fine. Diarrhea in yeah. bed, yeah. 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 Which well, is good. Then, you know, that's a remedy. Remediable. We get rubber sheets, or, or you know. yeah, exactly, right? I, I'll, I'll find a way. Nature finds find a, way, a way. As Jeff Goldblum hey, would say, "You just keep prescribing. I'll, I'll work out the back end." Buddy, no pun intended. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try that then, because that, uh, that really, yeah, you, you joke. I'm, I'm being a hundred percent serious, listeners, when I say. That sounds like a fucking win-win. That sounds <laughs> like might... a golden mixture. 
I might sleep ratio. through the night and I'll shit more than three times in a day. Perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> All I've ever wanted. God. Make like a uh, uh, Ross McElwee type documentary. I had shit in my bed for the third night in a row. I called my doctor to prescribe me double for the next week. Uh-huh. There's um, there's a video George camera Kuchar. in the doctor's office. I had diarrhea in my bed. Okay, please stop recording me. Please stop right, recording you... me. I think this is a HIPAA violation on yourself. I um, there's a um George Kuchar. There's a series of George Kuchar documentaries called like Weather Diaries that he did from this like trailer park in I think like El Reno, Nevada. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's the second weather diary. It's the only time I've ever seen someone train their camera into the bowl of a toilet and then flush a piece of shit. Uh, he's talking. To, he's looking at clouds wow. and saying what they look like. And he's like, oh, that one looks like a dog. And that one looks like a dolphin. And he's got that kind of funny like, Brooklyn accent. And that one looks like this. And then he points the camera at the toilet. And it's like a piece of shit. Oh, it's so good. Truly a, uh, a, a madman. A, uh, a lunatic, that guy. A real... Um... Lunatics, lunatic. I have a book called uh, here it is. It's called uh, the Journals of Gilbert White. It's called I think it's called the History. It's got like two names. Uh. Anyway, this guy Gilbert White just took fucking notes every day about like uh, what the weather was like, and it's been in like in. It's been published every year for since like the 1700s, but it's literally just July 14th, vast shower in the evening towards Odiham. Wheat on the strong lands looks finely. The crop in Ewell looks so thin as if there would be nothing all the spring, but now there is fine even wheat, fine rain in London. July 15th, boys brought f- the fourth wasp's nest. July 30th, boys bring the 8th and ninth wasp's nest. Pyramidal Campanula blows. I started reading this book after, like, Michael Ondaatje or whatever his name is suggested it, and I'm like, this is just fucking... <laughs> October 24th, farmers put up their fatting hogs. Mm. <laughs> I actually kind of think I might like this. I don't know. I've not read any of that. I'll like, send it to I, you. Um... There's that guy Carlo of Noscart that writes those like really, really, really like detailed, right. really long books that are supposed to kind of be like that. I um, I have never given one a try, but uh, hey, who knows? Um, I you had me at fatting hogs. I gotta be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll that send sounds kind of great. I'll send it to you if you send me my last year's birthday gift. Oh, oh, um, I you're I I you, so I, I there's something should be on the way. Um, oh, from uh, from Harriet's bookstore here. Uh, happy early birthday! Um, Thanks, and then also Bennett. your Christmas presents. I, I told my mom that's what I meant. She gets it. Sorry. She met, uh, Yeah, she's gonna mail those whenever she gets a chance. Hey, it's almost in time for next. Uh, almost in time for Christmas twenty twenty. Um, Today is Christmas. And I. Oh, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Merry <laughs> Christmas, Shane. Um, Merry Christmas to you. And speaking of holidays, I guess do we want to talk about the next couple of episodes that we have to get people wet people's appetites? Yes. What a disgusting phrase. I hate that phrase. Wet my appetite. Yeah, don't. Not to like, sound like is... Ben Shapiro about it, but uh, a wet <laughs> appetite, a wet a word, a wet just a wet a hole. Really... <laughs> Although I do like the phrase "wet my whistle." Um, wet my whistle is who is that? W h e t. No, uh, I think that's wet, just like with a with a beverage. Because you're wetting it, because it's yeah. lips. Um, I think h e t. The only other context is like a wedding stone. I think is what you might like sharpen a knife on. 
I'm gonna could drive be to- a wedding totally stone. With it. Um. Oh, Bennett, we didn't talk about this. We're bringing back the the dowry. You and I. Oh, absolutely. I I honestly would love nothing more than like if my parents had to like marry me off with like a bunch of like asses and a cow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that it might be time for both of us to go back to our parents and say, uh, uh, like arrange a marriage just Uh for write a long kind of letter and just say i'm ready to be married off i expect you to go forth into the world and get this whipped up for me write up a contract similarly well we both know that the marriage is not for the person that we're with but it's for all the fun gifts the kind of life altering gifts that you get Exactly, like a like an ass, a cow, a chest, uh, a big chest of drawers. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I yeah, no, I think I, I mean I would obviously want to have some say in the matter, but I think having suitors seems preferable to like just the normal way of things. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's an NPR episode about how people in arranged marriages are like 50 times happier than people who pick their marriage. Seems like the sort of thing they would have covered on like This American Life, yeah. Right. That's a fact that I'm just going to guess, and I guarantee it's right. But... I don't I, I don't know. Again, it would probably depend on having some sort of say in the matter, I would think, but... Yeah. <clears throat> it depends on how butt-ugly your spouse oh. is. Um, See, this podcast, let me tell you something. We go there. We go there, and I'm not God. afraid to find what I what worms and bullshit bugs and little runty fucking salamanders that I find when I turn over a rock that no one's touched in years. So when I say things like arranged marriages are probably better than real marriages, I'm ready. I'm ready for the backlash. I'm ready for the <laughs> white American families to come out in the droves at my door and say, Bang, bang, bang. I have the happiest family anyone's ever seen. And you say, uh-huh. listen, I don't fucking make the news. I just I just tell it to your stupid deaf it. ears that you're trying to uh-huh. treat with fucking liquid marijuana at a Pennsylvania dispensary. <laughs> Who's the dumbass uh-huh. here? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, I'd like. I'm, I'm sure there's a This American Life episode about that sort of phenomenon. I would think, right? I mean, it's amazing they can keep coming up with episode ideas. I gotta be honest. Like, yeah, um, it's like Freakonomics without the like, without the attitude. I've never. I've actually never listened to an episode of Freakonomics. I am. Um, I think we've talked about this. I can't. I, I used to listen to a couple of kind of. I hate to use the word normie because it's like it's, it's such a. I don't know. It's like a. It's like an it's aggressive, like condescending machine. word. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I used to listen to more like heavily produced, kind of like themed podcasts, your NPR type stuff, like yeah, 99% yeah. Invisible. And I don't know. I just like, give me two give me two people in front of a mic. Give me, uh, it's give me unbleeped like, slurs. Uh, give me uh, noise in the background. Give me street sounds. You know? it's, give like me, uh, the, uh, it's like how you look at like old theater used to be like Chinese men holding up little paper dragons and like that was the most exciting thing anyone could conceive of but now we're in the like uh, I don't know indie movie where it's a guy like just defecating and uh, it's called like you know the height of avant-garde cinema it's it's kind of like that progression that we used to only be able to get entertained by podcasts that were like really formally created and like uh-huh. had little fucking little marimba tones throughout it and uh yeah. i don't know inquisitive fucking journalists 
I mean, I guess that's generally the direction everything is going. That we've all just kind of, uh, with um, I don't know, just everything at our disposal. It's all become a little bit more, uh, a little bit more like just kind of rolling around in the muck. A little but, uh, more lax, know. which is why yeah. we're going back to the Shadow Puppet days, and we're introducing for the rest of your life only the real rap puppet experience, which oh. is going to be entirely a male cast, only puppets that are made let's, out of paper and origami. Let's make puppets of us, like hand puppets. Absolutely. Is oh, it... let's make puppets and talk through them the whole show, but not have video feed. And it's just for me and you, and we don't mention that we're using puppets. I talk. like that idea. I really, honestly, I, I'm someone who likes having just private jokes that are just jokes for me. Or, I mean, like, most of what I deal in, in on, like, social media and on this podcast yeah. is, like, stuff that is funny and even makes, even reads to, like, six <laughs> people. You know? <laughs> I mean, like, right. what was the fucking, what was, like, like, I don't know, like, fucking, like, e-cigarettes and shit like that? Like, what are any of my bits, if not a joke for me and me alone, you know? Right, right. Like, most of, them, most of them require, like, a bunch of, like, most of them require a syllabus worth of, like, context. A lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's the best kind of joke. And, I mean, I don't know, when we've talked about, like, comedy on this show, like, the best... The, the best comedic films that we've looked at have, I don't know, bits that feel that elaborate, Just, feel like they yeah. have, they're suffused with, like, a lifetime of, like, experience and insight. That like are James Coco with the electric pepper grinder. Like, exactly. I'm sure Elaine, Elaine exactly. May might have thought of that when she was, like, nine years old. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I don't mean that as an insult. Like, no, no, that's just that's... like something that's so fucking pure and like insanely good that like one imagines it like hitting somebody like a fucking like bolt of lightning and then them just being like, <laughs> I'm, one day that's going to be in a movie. Like in Burn right. After Reading, the, the fucking, not that that's a movie I especially adore, but you know, like the dildo chair in Burn After Reading, that's apparently something that the Coens had like tried to get in like every screenplay. <laughs> I mean, you know, they say a uh, joke is, um, why did they make coat racks look like people? And that you yeah. put a hat on top of it—that seems like a recipe for spooking someone out. I'm unnerved by my coat rack all the fucking time, and I've had that it for looks like a, year like a ghoul a behind you. Doesn't it look like a ghost? Yeah, I, especially with that white coat on top of it. Yeah, um, just every time scary. you walk in, ah, ah! <laughs> of course. Uh, no, honestly, Jesus, like, you're I, fucking putting things on that to make it look like a dang ghost. 100. percent Yeah, it scares me most days. Um, I used to. I, I would get. One time, fairly recently, I was, like, really, really high, and I was in Johnny's closet weighing myself, and he's got one of those... Totally <laughs> like story. Um, and uh, he's got, like, a floor-length mirror on the inside of the door, and I got so spooked by my own reflection that I almost fucking <laughs> fell down. <laughs> so, uh, Annie's been... She's been studying for a big test, and uh, it's, like, often in the house, it's, like, really quiet, and, like, the usually, like, lights aren't on in every room, and our bathroom is like in the hallway that ever that you have to pass through to like get anywhere. And usually, we'll, there's a little pocket door in front of the toilet. So if you walk in front of the bathroom, you are just faced with whoever's on the toilet. And typically, the lights are off because you're just going in there quick. And I sit down to pee every time. And today, and every time someone goes to the bathroom, we we end up scaring the other person because the lights are off it's dead fucking silent you can't hear the pee and today the exact thing happened today, today she's just walking by and i just like whisper something as i'm like nude on the toilet she's just, jesus christ 
read something my out loud on my phone full yeah. naked body yeah <laughs> it's weird having a door like you know when some people i remember in some of my childhood how like there was like a spare bathroom that had a fucking mirror either right in front of it or to the side and just see your weird naked body taking a shit it's like no one should see this not especially not me just disgusted by your own body yeah especially me right someone who is just so repulsed by my own form like last thing i need i wouldn't have mirrors in my house if if if, like i don't know if i could get away with it honestly that's a good idea um but yeah no i I, i'm constantly like spooked by like shit and i've I've told you about all like i've told you about how like i thought our house was haunted when we first moved in i'm still constantly spooked by like creaks and thuds unfortunately what it probably is is just you know the house like falling apart um yeah i mean i guess black mold is a form of haunting it's kind of a haunting it's what's scarier than that God, right I'm, I'm probably gonna die at like 45 from complications due to that i yeah. i know I, I was not as concerned about that as i should have been i, think I just tried to your like be blood check <laughs> i think you can get your blood checked for like spores and shit did you do that uh no <laughs> Might be better to just ignore. Uh, I think yeah. you know they check it just to say like, yeah, you either have like a week left or you know, a couple yeah, of years. Know, it's, right at that so. point, it's just them telling you you're gonna when you're gonna die, right? So. I don't think they have some fucking weird uh, popsicle stick that they run over it to to remove it or some some one of those. Uh, <laughs> imagine you you had that and the cure was to wear those baseball magnet necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going because I think I've like inhaled too much black mold, and they make me like stick my tongue out with a tongue depressor. <laughs> like, that's how they look. Yeah. Um, fuck. I, I might buy a thing of tongue depressors. I used to like that. People hate that feeling. I don't know. I, I used to kind of like the weird, like nearly gagging with a tongue it's depressor. It's got a nice, yeah, nice feel, nice taste to it. Also, yeah. How often do you get to like I don't know, put just like a wooden popsicle stick in your mouth with no popsicle? It's just sort of a weird sensation. Did you get a COVID test? Do you know how they do that? I have never gotten one. I've heard it's like kind of painful. I've heard they go like way yeah. nose. They put like a fucking brush wand up your nose, but not only up your nose, it goes out the hole in your throat. Oh, so it's actually getting to your throat, which is mm. something that I've always thought about, like putting a spaghetti oh, noodle up my nose and like sucking oh. it back. But I've never, I've always been like, no, I would That's never gross. like probe yeah. that hole where. But yeah, going back that you could feel it on your tongue. It's so uncomfortable that I started like shouting, laughing in these people's faces just because it's like an uncanny feeling. And I was like cracking up while these people are like fishing around in my nose. And then like the three women that are all doing it, we're all laughing too. It's pretty oh, fun. Oh, it's awful because that's the worst feeling in the world. It's like food going out of your nose. Oh, you, like, throw it up is and you get weird. Food up your nose. It's over before you know it, but it is. I heard like, it's only like a second, on. but it feels like a lot longer. Yeah. Oh God, I think I just maybe. I, once again, I think I might just rather not know. I mean, I Pass wouldn't you know, I would want to endanger anybody else, but it's not like I'm going anywhere. I literally Pass haven't done fucking anything in like seven months. It's so nuts. What a yeah. world. <laughs> Pretty much the same too. It's like yeah, like my life has changed like. I, and iota i guess you could argue <laughs> like yeah in the sense like had to shift like, the jobs anymore. around a little bit but other than that pretty similar um yeah no which obviously you know we're very lucky uh that that's the case obviously not the case for everybody but um yeah, yeah. i don't know i certainly hope the new normal involves a lot less of uh socialization and uh you know crowds it would be cool if like we never go back to like you know uh buildings at capacity and uh, <laughs> you know like i like the, obviously it's like such like a it's not the film festival experience but like i fucking my least favorite screenings i've ever been to have all been film festival screenings i hope this is the yeah, new normal that's at bad, least being partially bad. virtual i mean i do God, the I, worst 
I miss going to the theater. I, I, I'm actually upset that I can't see certain things in the way that they're supposed to be seen. Yeah, I'm annoyed about not being able to go to the movie theater, but I mean, I, I don't miss going to film festivals for sure. Especially no, that's bad. That's when all they're doing bad. virtual stuff. And like, because like, it's always, I'm always like, what a waste of money. Because it's like, great, I'm seeing, I don't know, a movie that I'm going to see on Netflix in two months. And it's always just the worst fucking crowd. It's always people talking at full yep. volume, phones going off. The Irishman, the same person's phone went off like three times. It's Good like a 4D Lord. experience. Oh. Good Lord. Why the fuck? Um, Gia Janka. I don't know how to say his name. Um, uh, still life. Close. I think it's Gia Janka. St- maybe still life just got restored, and it's it's, um, it's streaming on the local site, which seems like a terrible way to watch a movie that just got restored. Ooh, yeah. That, some of the ones that they've restored for NIF, like I, I can't imagine paying for a digital festival screening of uh, 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 in the mood for love. Like who doesn't? Right. I, I feel like that's a movie that, like, right. a it's like streaming on like the Criterion Channel. It has it's going to be forever, and it, it seems like the sort of thing that like almost everybody owns. Not to like presuppose. I don't know. It, it's like a movie that's sort of like I, I don't know. I would ubiquitous with any art a, self a digital screener wouldn't be that shelf. thrilling, right? Um, yeah. They they restored some um, Bellatar movie uh, Damnation that I I might check out because it's what the short. Frick? I think it's. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes, which I don't know for him is like, you know, an episode of TV. Uh, yeah. Jeez. That guy just must uh, sit in one chair all day. Yeah. You know, what's a good movie that captures what it's like to just kind of like sit in one chair all day. Ser- um, Serene Velocity. No, I Serene Velocity makes me like sick to my stomach. I find that movie <laughs> genuinely unnerving. Um, uh, uh, um, the uh, Terrence Davies emily dickinson movie um a quiet passion there's a scene early on where they're just like kind of like sitting around and the camera does like a full like 180 or does a full 360 and you just get a sense of like how slow time moved and like boy they just sat there for like they probably sat there for like six fucking hours that day because what else were they gonna do (laughs) they you know like you woke I, i woke up red kind of looked out the window uh sat by the fire like not 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 to be like oh you know how but simpletons these people were back then, but like, boy, fucking howdy, it must have been so goddamn boring. Um, and I don't know. I, Davies really captures that, captures like the passage of time really well throughout that movie. Is that movie actually good? I fucking love that movie, yeah. I gave it I gave it the old uh, five on my most Damn! I thought all Emily Dickinson movies were bad. I didn't no, know. No, you're thinking of one. that awful Apple TV show about Emily Dickinson, which is very much like a not your not your mom's Not your mom's Emily Dickinson. Yeah, which I don't shit like that gives me like hives um i i i need a movie about emily dickinson where she's just as boop as she probably was she's pretty kooky in um a quiet fashion but not like i don't know not in like a over the top i mean i i think he i think he i think he pitches it pretty much perfect i'll say um it's worth pitch perfect two I, I, I'm sorry for calling Emily Dickinson kooky, by the way. Jesus. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Bennett, we have a... We're going to be doing some horror movies for Halloween. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. We'll, uh, we, we've recorded on uh, the Mike Nichols film. We're returning to an old favorite, Filling in the Gaps. Turning I was even thinking we could do a... I was thinking we could even do like a series called Filling in the Gaps. And then I only have one word of like the parody theme song. We know the song Needle in the Hay by Ethan... Uh, what's his name? Yeah, I just called him Ethan Smith. Uh, Elliot Smith. 
Remember how it's in um, uh, it's in uh, it's in the Royal Tenenbaums. Remember that song? We can make it. I just had it stuck in my head for like days. I, I was thinking we could make it. Filling in the gaps. <laughs> um, I don't know why that's that that just hit me. Yeah. And I for I couldn't place the song for a while. I just kept thinking uh-huh. filling in the gaps. In the gaps. <laughs> it's so annoying. You know what would be good is like a sound of a dentist drill. It's like getting Ooh, your gap tooth yeah. kind of filed or something. Or like um the like a like a the uh god fuck what are they called the the voiceover on like the tube in London saying mind the gap that would be a good one mind the gap do yeah. they actually say that I thought it was just a sign um I think sometimes they say it on the voiceover it's definitely like written on the floor um, Myrtle whack off is that something you just think of every time you're at that <laughs> Myrtle station whack off oh Myrtle whack off <laughs> yeah I used to have to get off at that one yeah wow I I actually don't think I ever thought that once but I think it was mostly because there was like there was a whack off at school who I think we mostly would relate the name of the street to. Myrtle, get off my fucking train. Get off my... Remember? I think the get funniest... off my train. Get off my train. <laughs> That's the best movie line to parody. Get off my stagecoach. Get off... <laughs> get out get of off my, my con- covered Conestoga wagon. Get out of my Conestoga wagon. That's so good. It's also great that Conestoga is like in PA and is like Wait. tax country. <laughs> get out... DD, get out of my laboratory. <laughs> oh, fuck. God damn. You gotta Photoshop Until... Harrison Ford as Dexter. <laughs> Until next time, folks. Woo! God damn. Uh, see you in next Christmas. All right. Bye bye, Bennett. DD, get out of my. Bye, Shane. Laboratory. <laughs>